Oh, I just like to welcome everyone to today's program. We have a very we have a very special guest tonight, Dr. Rick, my brother Rick Chef from Connecticut. Is it Connecticut? Rhode Island. Rhode, Rhode Island. Island. Sorry, <laughs> getting my East Coast states mixed up. So, but welcome, Rick. I'm glad you could be on the call with us. Thank you, Padre. Truly a pleasure to be here tonight, or I call it this week, at least in. Christian Dumb, we do celebrate Holy Week, but in the Jewish tradition, I believe tonight is the eve of Passover. So we have some beautiful feast days, holidays to really celebrate. And I wanted to honor that with celebrating life and having my Jewish brother Rick with me really helps anchor that in our own walk with Christ, with God, how we actually understand who God is, but in that communication is actually prayer because prayer is about a relationship. And tonight's topic, we're going to be talking about the power of prayer. You know, I believe each one of us have had an instance where we set up a, or send up a prayer to God, and hopefully God would answer that prayer. And tonight we just want to delve in a little bit deeper, maybe a little more simpler, or more a little clearer of what prayer is and how that can actually help us in our everyday life. So with that said, I'm going to ask my brother Rick if he would open our program this evening with a prayer. It's not just an acknowledgement that we're doing this, that we're trying to connect. It's actually our relationship with. So if Rick would pray that prayer, I would love to have to hear it and experience that. Thank, thank you so much, Padre. You're welcome. So let us all come together. Let us cast the circle. Let us open ourselves to serve as a clear, powerful, effective channel for the light, the love that is always there for each and every one of us. Let us call in all the angels, all of our guides, our guardian angels, the Holy Spirit. Let us call in all highest possible creations and manifestations of God. They are here. We are here. And together we are all one. And in this moment, we open to and we manifest all that is in the highest and best for everyone upon this call, for everyone whom each of their lives touches, for all humanity and for all living beings with whom we have the gift of sharing our precious Mother Earth. We pray blessings and fulfillment of all that is within and aligned with the will of God. Amen. So well expressed. What I take from that prayer, Rick, is the, I call it the intention of the heart, which speaks volumes. And from our mentor, Padre Ron Roth, he always talked about prayer as a relationship and listening to your prayer. It was that outward expression of the inward spirit that you walk with. So thank you for inviting us into, I call it the father's heart, the mother's heart, the mother earth's heart. And in that expression, Rick, what was coming to my own heart or, or revealing of the heart is how we walk every day in prayer. Sometimes sometimes we might forget about what prayer is, but I think we get reminded of that relationship, that connection. And today, like any other day, I get to pause. I get to reflect on, like in the morning for me, prayer is it's a value for me. So I do take an hour and a half to get centered, and not everybody can do that, but I am privileged to set that tone for myself. And then as I go to bed, I do some spiritual readings besides say my prayer and a sense of acknowledgement. And one of the prayers that Ron Roth taught me was the, the Jesus prayer, Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on me. It just sets the tone when I lay my head at the pillow to fall asleep. But then when I awake in the morning, that name, that word for me is Jesus. For others might have a different name. But for me, it acknowledges my birthright, my who I was born into. This I call it the covenant. 
Americans, so I have rights and privileges. And the only way I can draw from those rights and privileges is to acknowledge my source. So this is what we're going to talk about tonight. I'm thrilled to have my brother Rick with us. And Rick is a, actually a monk in our monastic community. He's here at a Celebrating Life. He's also an MD, a, a family physician, and he's a well-known author of two books, Joyfully Shattered and Dr. Confidential, and now adding to his repertoire some audios, some uh, recordings that uh, we'll, maybe we'll talk about tonight. So, Rick, for you as a father, as a, a brother, as a, a physician, how does how does prayer or how did prayer influence you in your walk with God? Well, first let me begin with the the time you acknowledged, which is we are at the beginning of Holy Week and the first night of Passover. Yes. And this is truly an awe-filled time. Yes. And let us just honor the power of this season. And let me also share that that's a really odd thing for me to say, given where I got started, <laughs> which is in a family as aptly described as culturally Jewish and passionately atheist. And this was my upbringing. And I knew atheism to be the truth into my 20s. And so the path for me from there to serving with you in a teleconference on the power of prayer has been quite the journey. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I agree, my brother. I agree. <laughs> it's been joyful, let's put it that way. <laughs> yes, and I think so. Let's begin as we're we're here tonight to talk about the power of prayer. That there's so many places to begin. That we might begin with the impetus to pray, mm. because for so many of us, the impetus to pray comes when things are not going well. I agree. So I I, I would actually, as I was preparing for this evening, I think one of the best ways to frame this is we are in the midst of what I'll call reality teleconference Mm. instead of reality TV. (laughs) Okay. Because there are parts of my life that in the last 24 hours or 30 hours have not exactly been going well. And it has been a deeply, deeply challenging time. And it has tested me and my relationship with prayer. Wow. Wow. And in the past 30 hours, I have prayed so many different types of prayers that we could pray. I have prayed a petitionary prayer, multiple petitionary prayers, because my father is going through a very, very difficult time. And that means it's been a difficult time for all who loved him. And moments in the last day and a half have brought me to my knees and brought me to ask for help from all possible sources and pray a prayer requesting assistance. I have also, at times on this path, prayed a prayer of manifestation, of calling in the light, of showering my Father with light, love, calling in the Holy Spirit, and for all those who love him. And a prayer of manifestation of the way I would like this challenging time to play out in my vision of it. And then I've at times shifted into a prayer of truly not my will, but thy will. And your words, Padre, not some of me, but all of thee. And to turn this over, a prayer of surrender, to turn this over to freely choose with my free will to align with the will of God and that this will unfold in a way and in a manner that holds meaning and power and is in the highest and best 
in a way that I cannot see now. Rick, that is so profound. So profound in the truth you're speaking right now and the reality of present moment. You you mentioned a lot of times our prayers are, are out of necessity. And the, the prayer that I say a lot or mention is not some of me and some of thee, O Lord, but all of thee and none of me. And that is that total surrender. And we call it prayer. I call it prayer. It's, it's the prayer of the heart. Because when we don't have answers, we look within or above, however we see where God is, and acknowledging that source that gave us life and breath and will take us home when it's our time to go home. But in the depths of what you're speaking, I can tell, and I'm sure our listeners can tell, this is a reality for you. It's really for all of us, but in this moment today, in the last 30 hours for you, it was crystallized. Yes. <laughs> it's one of those where <laughs> it's like it's truly walking the path in prayer and as prayer. Mm. And it gets, this is as real as it gets for yeah. me right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there's many on the call that might have the same experience or has in the last week or month. And it's like when it's applied, prayer is like applied science. Uh, when you yeah. do the stuff, it works. <laughs> but the outcome we don't see until the end. Or it could be a manifestation of a miracle right here, right now. Or it could be a process. But the key the, the key that unlocks the door to the answers is actually our relationship, turning within, drawing near. And isn't it amazing, Rick, the, the formation that you have since your 20s of realizing, oh, maybe there's something about this. God, about prayer that might have meaning. And when we, including all of us, when we um, hit a door, when we hit a block, when we hit no answers and look to God for a solution to whatever we're going through or family members going through, we, we tend to fall on those prayers that we remember that someone else taught us or we read in the of any of the sacred writings or the mystics or the saints that they actually give us life, give us hope. And that's the true essence of we're all one. Prayer is about joining together. We do, by that collective consciousness, call it the angels, the saints, we can draw near and really feed from the nectar of heaven. And I can tell by your experience, just that small expression that you were dipping into that well, which is, uh, brings you solace. It's really... It, it, it's saying, do we set aside time to pray mm-hmm. that is separate from our mundane lives? Yeah. Now I'm in sacred space and sacred time and I'm praying. And there's a time and a place in a way that that is appropriate. And we do separate the sacred from the mundane. Right. And at the same time, there's that instruction Ron would bring forward Ron Roth, which is to pray without ceasing. Yes. That there is no separation between the sacred and the mundane. Mm -hmm. It all is. And we are walking this path. And to walk it as a, a spiritual path is really all we can do. In in fact, that became the inspiration for a workshop that I'll share with those on the line now that uh, I'll be giving at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, next October. So I will be, uh, the title of that workshop, it's a weekend workshop, is Your Spiritual Path is the Solution. I love that title. And and it's saying whatever the challenge is, you may be coming out of a relationship that's broken up. You may have lost a loved one. You may have an illness. You may seek to be of service. You may want to heal the world in this time of darkness and fear. Whatever it is, your spiritual path is the solution to that. Rick, you talked about the prayer without ceasing. What comes to my mind is the one of the quotes that Carolyn Mace 
used to quote often is about, she always mentioned it as the grace bank account. Your prayers count. And so whether we form a a ritual, a, a habit of prayer that we store up so when a crisis happens in our lives, we draw from that. We draw from our experiences. We draw from what worked for other people because it's there. It's, it's within our, call it DNA, our mind or our heart. And when push comes to shove, we reach down and, and remember again. And, of, of course, when it's been prayers that have been successful, whether it's our own or someone else's, it, it leads us to that place, call it the relationship with God. And, and in that place, there's intimacy which means Ron used to say intimacy into UIC, and that's God speaking, reading our souls. So drawing from your experience in the last 30 hours is that window of the soul has been been revealed. You're continuing to draw near, as all of us do, you know, in our own private prayer, whether it's a, a distressed prayer or a prayer of the heart that just wants to love God. It has that quality within us. But that's a, it's a, it's a big one. Can you share with us maybe one of your prayers or two of your prayers that you did it over and over again, kept repeating it? You know, maybe it's like, I surrender, I surrender. That's a prayer. Why don't you share some of that, th- those pieces with us? Hmm. So there is some, I'm, I'm pausing because I could enter that in so many different places and ways. <laughs> right, what is sure. best and appropriate for this yes. group to hear and to share? Because really the way that I do this, and this has just evolved over time. It began from what I was doing in Current at John of God event. Yeah. Which really began, and it was, you mentioned Carolyn Mace because she was one of my early teachers and really taught me about the chakras. Uh, her anatomy of the spirit was just wonderful for me. Oh, yeah. And, and I really, I had done yoga. I'd, I'd sort of knew about them, but that took me deeper into them, and then I began to use an opening the chakras meditation as a way to begin current. And it just got bigger and deeper, and I found that really just took me where I needed to go. And the more I've done it, the deeper and further it takes me. And in the beginning, it took me an hour and a half yoga session to even touch prana and feel something and that energy. And now I found I can do that because of practice. And this is another reason to pray. It it sort of greases the path to these states the more we do this and practice and go there and open to them. And so now I feel I can move into a, a state of opening the chakras in a handful of breaths. And as I do, it just takes me into an expanded sense of the self. Ron used to talk about little Ron and big Ron. Oh, yeah. And I trust me, I got little Rick and big Rick going on big time. (laughs) As we all do, yes. And, And what I find, at least for me, a path that has really worked is to access big Rick through opening the chakras. Mm. And in fact, I, you know, I, I, I've just been, you know, I didn't anticipate this part of my path at all, but when I get shown something to do as creating a resource, a tool, a service for others, I say, oh, really? I guess, okay, I guess I'll go do that as best I can. And one of them was a, a meditation CD entitled Opening to Your High Self. And it is this opening the chakras meditation with music, accessing, really using each chakra as an access point to an aspect, a gateway into an aspect of our high self. And so the first chakra, and again, the words that came to me over time, and some came from Carolyn Mason and others, is I open fully, willingly, completely to being one with everything all is one and that becomes how do we access that aspect of our high self and then work our way through all the chakras and in that particular cd it takes a little over 20 minutes to do that but it feels like at that point 
you've accessed or I've accessed or whoever's listening accesses their high self, their whole high self, or at least when I say whole, it's so much bigger and more than any we could, anything we could put into language yeah. uh, or even a meditation. But we access a, an, a way to be with our high self that then becomes a source of the power of prayer. Mm. And that that ability to access that, call it in. So I would say, this is a long-winded answer to your question, that over the last 30 hours, I have done what I can to move into that space, to open to my high self, the high self, and where that brings me to in accessing prayer from there has been an important part of, of this particular segment of the journey as well as the last many years. Wouldn't you say, Rick, that I'm just making reference to the last 30 hours, like in anyone's case, applied when we're challenged, whether it's a physical illness for ourselves or a family member or our pet or someone at work, when they're when we're being asked to make a decision, it's like, oh, you know, we get our, I think sometimes we get frozen into time because we're so afraid to make the wrong choice. And so we're looking for, I call it direction from heaven. And if we've never engaged that door, call prayer, we would have a much more difficult time of accessing an answer or a direction. It doesn't have to be the right one, but just moving in order to be in position. Being a caregiver for Ron Roth these last three years, I had some of those moments where you just trust the divine presence that whatever decision I have to make is for the, his good, for the higher good, for the will of God. But we, we still do that in fear and trembling. Because until the outcome is set and seen clearly, we don't know. And that's where I think, at least for me, I enter into that place of faith where I have to trust God in whatever comes through as my decision. And I don't know if that has hit a mark in your life in the last 24 hours, but there's that tendency to we make logical decisions, but also we want to honor what God's will is for us. And your remarks before was it's a place of surrender and i this is how i would describe it for me was then the peace that passes all understanding which is the father's heart the mother's heart begins to consume me and then it gives me solace that says okay i can enter in and do whatever decision i've uh, decided to do with the assurance that heaven is supporting that so but it's important because some people can access that because of the patterns that they've created in their lives. But for you, have you found that in your own journey in the last 24 hours? Mm. Yes, yes. And there's, there's, there's uh, the, the book Love Without End by Glenda Green. Oh, when yeah. she, She's the author, I'm sorry, the painter who got this vision of Jesus, of Yeshua, and then painted that and then had encounters with that being. And when I read that mm. book, the words, of Jesus in that were just electric for me. And one of them, and I think this is where it came from, he talks about the cycle of compression and expansion. Wow. And that there are compressions. The narrow gate, which mm. is what Mitzrayim, the Hebrew word for Egypt, is when we come out of Mitzrayim, out of, the, out of Egypt, out of the narrow gate which is part of what Passover is about in liberation from slavery. But it's also we all have that narrow gate, and I feel like I have been going through one of those mm. and holding that even though it feels like a compression, yeah. one, there's walking the path in faith that there's an expansion to come mm. that I don't really know or can... You know, if I if I say I know what I want the future to look like, and that's what I'm praying for, right? And that's what petitionary petitionary mm -hmm. prayer is about is about I want it to look like this. Yeah. And <laughs> I got a long list um, of that one. <laughs> oh yeah, we all do. I do too. And trust me, in the last thirty hours, been there. <laughs> yeah. And holding that whatever I think is the right future state from where I sit stand, aspire, fear, desire, is probably not the state that would best be described as being in the highest and best for each and for all. 
and in alignment with the will of God. So we move through this kind of time when it's a personal challenge. We go into prayer. And trust me, I am not judgmental of anyone who goes into petitionary prayer because that's where I've been in the last 30 hours, at least as part of the journey. And then moving from that to surrender, to release, to expansion. Oh, yeah, and back again. (laughs) <laughs> like holding that space. <laughs> Got it. Oh, I'm here. I've mastered this. Oh, I have not mastered this. <laughs> oh, you're speaking volumes, my brother, in my own life. You know, we mastered it for the first minute, and then another question or challenge arises, then the very the merry-go-round goes around again. So, you, Rick, and I appreciate your honesty here, but we all go through this, and I'm not trying to read your mind, but I think this has gone on in your life, you know, particularly in the last 30 hours, and, and I want to make reference to all of our listeners. Each of us go through that, maybe daily, monthly, weekly, whatever, yearly, that there is a place that we have severe challenges, and where do we go? What do we do? And this is, I believe, what this call is all about, the power of prayer. It is about our relationship with the divine and to strengthen that, to renew that. But I am sure that you've reached out to some people to say, could you hold me in prayer? Could you just Mm. walk with Mm. me? And again, because it's about relationships. And, and I am sure you've had help community members. You don't have to name them or whatever, but I just know that there were some there, especially your wife, Virginia, who's such a prayer warrior herself. And just knowing that some people are praying for the highest good for this situation, it brings solace to the heart. It brings solace to the heart and tears to the eyes. Mm. When I've gotten texts from the people who are on this call, and knowing that Virginia has just been there, not physically by my side, but by my side through this. And I've called her in some of the darkest moments and saying, please call in Mary, call in all the forces you can. And I do want to give a shout out. I mean, I got a beautiful text late last night from Dana. I've gotten a text from MK. I know Shirley is praying. It's just, just, it really, for those who are doing it, please know it touches so deeply and is so appreciated. So just thank you. And for anyone who is praying who I did not name, please know that I I am deeply, deeply grateful. And so even the reflection that Rick just created for us, his own personal experience, we want Celebrating Life to be that for you also, for those that are listening or are listening to the, in the future, that we are a prayer ministry. We're there to hold a, a greater light when sometimes we can't hold it ourselves, but knowing a soul can do that, and that's that interconnection is called prayer. Because Rick is part of our monastic community, is more of the prayer aspect of our ministry, we hold that as a special obligation to God. We're honoring our path that that is part of our seva in order to help support one another, you know, through the celebrations, but also the, the fears and the, the tragedies that hit our lives. So just want to, again, use our website. You can put your prayer requests in there every single day. And our community prays every day for all those intentions daily. Mm-hmm. So just put that little shout yeah. out there for that piece. Yeah, absolutely. And given my background as an atheist, I'm a physician, I'm a scientist, the book Joyfully Shattered, the subtitle is A Physician's Awakening at the Crossroads of Science and Spirituality. Mm. And it is the story of my 40-year journey from that I knew atheism to be the truth to today. And it, it, it just, prayer was, became part of that journey in a way I had no idea was possible. I mean, I used to look, there's even a, a a moment in the book when I talk about this, when I am in a very difficult personal time, but it's relatively early on that spiritual path, and I don't know how to pray. Whoa. I can't move into prayer because I was never taught it. It mm. felt false to me. It was always belittled. It was, you know, the opiate of the masses. I mean, I, I was right. raised with that. It was, mm-hmm. and 
there are moments when I stood looking longingly down a path I could not go because I didn't know how to pray and I couldn't access that part of me. And now that I've been on this journey, actually part of this, and you know, each of these things that I end up quote doing or creating as a resource for others, I I didn't know I was going to be doing, I didn't know I was going to write that book joyfully shattered. It was shown to me. It was a full blown download at four 30 in the morning that I was going to write that book. Wow. And it took eight years to write it. But yes, okay. But but another one was I was in Brazil at one of the tables having a meal, and Joyfully Shattered was being finished, and I was sort of doing the, gee, I wonder what's next. (laughs) And the woman, uh, one of the women at the table said, well, I've just been taking this wonderful online course by Janai. You should do an online course. And I went, really? I'm sort of looking around. So is that the guidance? Is that the next step? And I sat with it. And, you know, I heard wonderful things about Janai's course. And and the more I sat with it, the more what came to me was to offer a course on prayer. Wow. To help others learn to pray. And it's now done. And the first version of it is being offered it's available through my website, and if anyone wants to go there, I'm, I'm just keep you know being sure resources to create and add to it. So the website is rickshefmd.com. So it's www.rickshefmd.com. That's chef no c, which I told Virginia when she married me, you're going to spend the rest of your life saying that's chef s h e f f no c, and she's saying absolutely, that's been my experience. <laughs> but the the title of the online course is Prayer, Power, and Awakening. Mm. Discovering Your Personal Path to Authentic Prayer. Wow. And what I like about that, Rick, is your, your background, number one, helps support what you walk through. Because one of my questions that I want to ask right now, and I don't know if you have a, a definition for that, but you talked about prayer, the prayer of the masses, you're, you know, the get caught up in prayer and you don't even understand it. It's like you couldn't even access that. From my standpoint, being a Christian all my life and my parents, of course, were Catholics, so we always had these rituals. We always went to mass. We always did our prayers. We prayed the rosary every night. It's a part of these rituals, which as a kid, you go, oh, I can go without it, but they're making us do it, so we do it. But now as I grew older, I appreciated that form. And since you didn't come with that form, how was it your life experiences that opened the door for you to begin to explore prayer? Uh, that's a great question because when I got the download of the book, I literally at 4.30 in the morning woke up. As I was finishing the first book, Dr. Confidential, I woke up at 4.30 in the morning, and it's not an accident. This was three weeks before I was going to Brazil for the first time to see John. Oh, Dyer. wow. So wow. I believe this was the entity that, you know, they say once you make the commitment, the entity starts working with you. Yeah. And I'm going, so I woke up at 4.30 and went, oh, look, there's another book. Ah, it's kind of a sequel to the first book. The first book is a personal journey of opening the heart. This is my personal journey of opening to spirituality. Mm. Reluctantly, as a scientist and a skeptic. And here's the first chapter. Here are the stories you'll write in the first chapter. I went, whoa, I think I'm being shown the book. I better get up and start writing. And I did, turned on the computer. And an hour and a half later, I had the entire table of contents outlined up to the chapter on John of God. And all it said was, yet to be written. Oh, wow. But one of the pieces that I got in that download was that at the end of each chapter, I would, there would be me praying with the prayer that I was capable of or what I was manifesting at that stage on the journey. Mm. And the sort of light motifs, the recurring theme was to watch that prayer from beginning with, I can't pray at all, to I longingly want to pray to starting to use the words of other people to express it, you know, the prayers we get handed, to beginning to find an authentic voice within myself for prayer, to it's expanding beyond anything I ever knew, to you then tapping me and saying, I heard my name called at a CLM event saying, Rick, come on up here. I said, what, what, what? 
and you know, lie down <laughs> or come down right around your knees, whatever it was. And he said, you are being invited to be a novitiate in the monastic order. I'm going, the what? What, what are you doing here, Padre? <laughs> and called into prayer service at a level I didn't even know I was capable of. Yeah. And when I, you know, at some point you and I were then doing the novitiate period and I said, you know, I'm not sure this is, well, I want to do it this way. You know, right. at that point I was, you were saying, I want you to read this book about yep. this way to go at prayer and this way to do Lectio Divina. And I'm, and I'm <laughs> going, well, Padre, that's okay. But right now I'm into the Bhagavad Gita. So Celebrating Life celebrates all these spiritual traditions. So I'm going to read the Bhagavad Gita now. And you sort of said, well, no, Rick, that's fine. If you want to do that, you can. But then you're choosing not to become a monk. And that's fine. That's your choice. And I went, it was like you had punched me in the stomach. Mm. I didn't know I wanted it that badly. Oh, wow. wow. At the thought that says, what do you mean this isn't going to happen? And it just then took me into that next deeper level, in your words, obedience, which was part of <laughs> my book you wanted me to read. And... Um, and I went, oh, okay, I get it. And, you know, I'll get back to that book in the Bhagavad Gita whenever it's right on my path. Mm-hmm. And that's really part of what this is about. And just for people who are on this call, it's, it's the path is individual. Religion, yeah. these, these, these given rituals that say we're supposed to do it this way. Right. Yeah, that's a part. It works for people. For some, it, it works very deeply. It's great for them. That's wonderful. It didn't work for me. I didn't grow up with it in a way that it worked. I had to find a way that was more personal. And the more I've done that, the more I've found that you may say religion can be more group-oriented. All spirituality is truly personal. It's ultimately you encountering Mm -hmm. the ultimate, the divine God, and your path in that direction is what spirituality is about. And that just, you know, to... To, to share with, again, the people on the call, you asked me if I would speak at the upcoming spring CLM oh, yeah. event yeah. as a speaker, and you thought I was going to be talking about Joyfully Shattered and the path and all that, and when I sat with it, by the way, the moment you asked me and I said yes, uh-huh. just this content started to come in, and guidance, it says, go read this book, start working on this, listen to it. was like, whoa, okay, and I just opened to it, and it's been a have an eight-month process at this point preparing for this. And what came in was not to talk about Joyfully Shattered. I've written that. That's available. I've talked about it before. That's not really new. What came in was, uh, and here's the title of the talk as it emerged, you know, what was given me was, Are You a Mystic Living Your Personal Connection to the Source of All? And that's about every one of us being on our spiritual path. Every one of us is a mystic. And this is about finding, discovering, walking your personal connection to the source of all. And now we're here talking about the power of prayer as a tool on that path. It's not the whole path. Right. It's a big portion of the path. It's one of the, the tools or collection of tools available to us to deepen and strengthen what is ultimately our journey to the ultimate, the source of all, God. Yeah. And i got to tell you, when I started this path, I couldn't use the G word. Oh, yes. I remember that one. <laughs> just, you know, I couldn't even use it, and now it's just part of that. And so it's – but that will be what I'm talking about at the retreat, is asking the question at a very personal level for each person in the retreat – are you a mystic? And what does it mean to live your personal connection to the source of all? Mm-hmm. I'm delighted that you said yes to coming to our spring retreat. And for anyone who still hasn't signed up and has the desire, maybe it got sparked tonight that says, you know, this sounds what Rick is talking about is something I want to explore in a, a greater way. You're more than welcome. We still will allow signups for that. So just uh, put that out there. Your, your mentioning of are you a mystic, let's say for our, our spring retreat, most of us would have, I call, it, I call it a relationship with God that they would want to come. But for those like being a 20-year-old in your own body, that was foreign. 
So how do I walk as a mystic? It's only when I reach a point of, I think I need God in my life, whatever God is, or a deeper source. So when I go to prayer, when you go to prayer, how does that open the door? Does it open a bigger way, a more expansive way? Or I was just speaking to one of my community members today, and at the end I asked that person to pray. And after the prayer I says, that was a very simple prayer, meaning I love the clarity at which that person spoke. You know, it wasn't rambling on with words. It was actually an intimacy that identified our creator in such a simple way. Like St. Teresa or Teresa of Avila, they have very simple prayers. Ron Ross had direct prayers. <laughs> Mine is kind of mingling, you know, it'll get there, it'll reach an end point. What do, how do you describe your prayer? if I might ask. Well, it's, it really depends on what you mean by prayer. And I said, you know, crunch time, the last 30 hours, I guess I'll find out what I mean by prayer. Because uh, I am, this is, this is, as I said, reality teleconference. I'm living it. I'm not just talking about it. Yeah. Uh, this is my path. My path has taken this really challenging turn because I love my father. Mm. And I so want right for him what i think is right for him yeah. and yeah. what i found is there's a whole spectrum of what we could call prayer and even just to add to this the more i've done this the more i find that the line between meditation and prayer blurs yes Bingo. it's like what when am i meditating and when am i in prayer yeah and the answer is yes <laughs> and <laughs> And it's so true. <laughs> so there are so many states we can access. And, and again, in the, in the online course on prayer, I, I, I go to this range of prayer and, and what's possible that we could call prayer and the, what do we mean by meditation versus prayer and how they do blur. But then there was a, a moment when I'm, I'm, you know, the course is taking form. I can't say I'm developing the course. It's more like it's coming through me. It's taking form. Pieces are yeah. evolving. And emerging, and I get to this piece. Well, you're going to have to ask the question: Does prayer work? <laughs> because why would anyone take a course on prayer if prayer doesn't work? Right. And yeah. so I ended up. There, there's a, a, a part of one of the lessons is on, and that's how you organize an, an online course is in lessons. But it's it's really a, a segment where I address the question: Does prayer work? And it really depends on what you mean by prayer and what you mean by work. Yeah. And that's where there's such a spectrum for those. And the way I ultimately came to answer it is if we, if we think of this, the, the spectrum of consciousness, okay. which is something that was developed by David Hawkins in his book, Power Versus Force. Yeah. and is also actually taught in a just similar language by Bhagavan at Oneness University. That, and Dana talks about this in his levels, if you will, so it, and, and he numbers that he call them vibrational, vibrational frequencies or whatever. It's a, it's a sort of way of talking about this from you know, FSD teaches its version of this, that the answer to the question, does prayer work, is different at different call it levels in that spectrum of consciousness. Mm, yeah. And I explore that because prayer at a, I will call it a low, relatively low vibrational level works when someone says, well, I was good and therefore God's going to grant my prayer or I prayed and it didn't come true. Therefore I was bad and God okay. is punishing me. <laughs> yes, yes. Does prayer work? Well, it depends if, if I'm good enough. Right. And that's, that's, that's other, a lot of people who walk around with that's how they experience prayer yeah. And, uh, you know, as opposed to various levels that we just talked about, we can do petitionary prayer. We can call in other higher resources. We can say it's not even about what I want to have happen. It's turning it over to the will of God. It's realizing there's meaning or, or that this is illusory. Uh, what we see is and call reality to all the way, you know, to miracles are happening even now, even if I can't see them and walking the path with that awareness and ultimately to say it's not about my will the ultimate in prayer 
in some level. And again, we're, we're on the spectrum of consciousness, but higher up there is the, my prayer is not for anything I want. My prayer is to call it exercise or freely choose with the free will of this being to align this free will with the will of God. And that is my prayer. And ultimately that, you know, Yogananda's highest prayer was God, God, God. It's worship, it's oneness, it's, you know, there is no prayer beyond that. Mm-hmm. It's that intimacy. Mm. The, you're, we have many people on the on this call tonight, and many people have a desire for healing on multiple levels, multiple consciousnesses. The, the tapping into the one source that we know as true for us individually, but corporately as celebrating life, honoring all traditions, that we, our ultimate goal is to bring love into any area of a person's life because we know God is that love. In your conversation tonight, I was reflecting on one of the, I call it one of the greatest challenges, and many of you listen who are on this call have experienced that when, let's say, we have a loved one, whether it's a, a child, a parent, who are maybe on their deathbed. We want God to heal. We want God to restore. And then ultimately we come to the decision that I love my parent, my brother, my sister, my child, my pet, my partner, whatever that is. But God, your will be done. We love enough to surrender our greatest gift that we desire and hand it over to the higher. And that's a prayer of faith. That's a prayer of of release, of understanding. It's taking something, but it's that depth of the prayer or the the brokenness of the heart that ultimately we actually give the gift that we want the most and give it away. So in leading with prayer as we conclude tonight. Actually, before we conclude, Padre, can I just go to one more part of this? Because I do want to share with the people on this call that part of it is the surrender, but part of it is the work of prayer. And the service of prayer. And part of what came to me in one of my prayer slash meditation sessions was it's time to call in light to heal our world, heal our planet. Mm -hmm. And this came to me last July, actually, and it was nine months in the development between then and just a few weeks ago releasing. I was shown to do this. So I was like, okay, I guess I got to go do this. It is a video available on YouTube. You can get to it from my website at rickchefmd.com. And it's a prayer for healing our world. Wow. And it's about blasting the world with light. It's about all of us serving as a channel individually and collectively. It takes about seven minutes. And so the question is, will, will you give seven minutes for the world? So I, the, what I was shown was just put it out there and get as many people to do this. And it's all about shifting consciousness throughout the world at this time when there is so much darkness. And people want to know, what can I do? Yes, get involved politically. Yes, do things locally. And also pray. And this became a way to offer a prayer that, if everyone around the world were doing this, thousands and thousands, tens of thousands more, it would shift the consciousness on this planet. And that's the spirit in which this is offered. So uh, if anyone goes to my website at rickchefmd.com, you can click on that and see the YouTube video of this and participate in it. And I hope it speaks to you. And I ask you to be of service in some way if that works for you. And that would be a, a beautiful way of continuing this prayer conversation that Rick and I are having with you tonight. Once you hang up the phone, once you go into your own prayer closet, that you would connect with that video on YouTube. So it becomes a continuous habit can really become a, a way of life in a sense when it's, we actually apply it to good principles. And obviously what Rick created was something that we can all join in together again Prayer is about oneness, about doing it together as a community. So I support that, Rick, and let's support doing this as a group then. All right, so let's, as we conclude tonight, I would like to offer prayer for everyone's behalf, including Rick's dad, including you. Many of you have written in for 
your own prayer request personally on our, our website. And I know Kate and Maggie's out there and Juliet and Jerry, who her husband, her wife called in about, he has cancer, got to go through chemo. Michael and, and Heidi, all these desire a place of understanding, a place of divine union. And what I have learned through my process of communing with Christ is God is love. And if I can enter in with that open heart, so what I would ask each of you to place your hand on your heart as a point of contact. As I cry out during Holy Week, during Passover, honoring the, the challenges we have, but knowing the successes we have, and that's our strong relationship with Christ. So Holy Spirit, we just welcome you into this place. For some of us, a broken heart. For, other us, for others of us, maybe a physical ailment, broken body, broken relationship, broken finances, and any of these attributes that we possess today in our living environment, even the chaos in this world, we offer hope in you, O Lord. Let your kingdom come, your will be done. Let Yeshua wrap his arms around you right now. Right now, in this moment, these beautiful hands come around you and allow that grace through the power of the Holy Spirit to heal, to restore not only our bodies, but our emotional bodies, our relational bodies. And allow the angels now to bring healing and restitution to our lives. All pain leave. All division leave. All strife leave. Unforgiveness leave. All these aspects of our old self. During even this holy week, as we go deeper into our walk with Christ, that that revelation knowledge, that resurrection power of this Christ Spirit, the Holy Spirit, begins to bring relief, restoration, and healing to all parts of our daily life. Let that streams of living water begin to pour in, not just on this call, but once you leave this call, during your prayer time, during your awakening, during those times that we pause during the day and just reflect on who God is to us, that same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead raises you now raises your loved ones, heals your body, heals your finances, heals your relationships. It's in that special place of oneness, of divine love, Christ in me, the hope of glory, all that I am. They ask Jesus, who are you? And he says, I am that I am, the beginning and the end, the God in all of us. May you rest in that peace. Shalom. Namaste. Happy Passover, everyone. Just want to thank our guest, Dr. Rick Chef. It was a pleasure having you on and look forward to these online events and also seeing you live in the spring retreat. Thank you, Rick. Thank you, Padre, and thank you to everyone who participated and gave their precious time to all of us tonight. Thank you. Namaste, everyone. Good night.